He's done it again. Put it in the box. Behind the back. See ya. See ya. See ya. And hello, New York, and welcome back to New York Take a Walk. I'm your host, Steve Dare, alongside Ethan Birch. No Max Tantra today in studio. Very sad. He's in Seattle. But we're here to bring you this last edition, live, final edition of New York Take a Walk. And boy, this is pretty surreal, Ethan, but it is what it is. Yeah, man, it's a crazy. It's crazy. We've come so far. And, you know, I'm sure it's not going to end here. I hope we can do some more production, even though you're not going to technically be in college. We have plenty of resources that can keep us going, such as Zoom and our, our wonderful Zoom that we love to do every other week. And... Luckily, both of our New York teams have high expectations this year, and at least the Mets had a big win last night, so keeping me on my toes. But uh, let's talk some baseball, and we'll have some fun for the next hour. Oh, let's do it. And we'll go with the Yankees first because that was probably the headline series of the week in the MLB, the Yankees versus Astros. Just three phenomenal games. The energy in that stadium, considering there was only about 10,000 people, was Really, really amazing to see, almost like a playoff-like atmosphere. The first time in the fans had that experience in a while, Ethan. Yeah, no, it was needed. The Yankees were waiting for this for a pretty long time. And after having 2020 canceled, it was just, when are we going to get this chance to absolutely rattle these guys? And I'm sure the Yankees fans would have liked a little bit more if Springer was in center field as well. But, I mean, it was it was a fun series for the Yankees. Takeaway game three when Altuve got a little bit of revenge and smacked a game, uh, game winning three-run shot off Chad Green. But... Games one and two, the Yankees were hot, and I think the biggest part right now, one of the bigger headlines is Stanton. Stanton's been unbelievable, and this week has shown us that when Stanton's hot, he is MVP material. It's He's unbelievable. It's insane. I mean, he's had just a phenomenal stretch. It seems like every time he's up back, you're anticipating a home run, you're anticipating mm-hmm. a hard line drive, and he's really just converted so well for the Yankees. He's pretty much carried throughout the series. Another thing to highlight is the starting pitching for the Yankees has improved drastically over these past few days. I mean, last night versus the Nationals, Tyone did not look sharp, and last night's loss was not was not ideal, but it happens. It's part of the game. 11-4, to Yankees lost in that one. But um, other than that, you know, the Yankees... Oh, excuse me. It wasn't necessarily Tyone. It was the eighth in the explosion with John... Uh, Jonathan Loisega there is probably his rough out in the year. Each pitcher in the bullpen now, is, besides Chapman, has gone through a rough out, and that was Loisega's first. Chad Green had his moment in Game 3 against the Astros. But other than that, the Yankees are really starting to click right now. Yeah, no, and it's important. This was what we needed, and we said on last week's edition of uh, Next Player Up that maybe this can be the momentum change for the Yankees. Maybe we can finally, you know, they, they've got a long slate of quote-unquote easier games against lower-ranked opponents, and they played well against the, they well against the Tigers. They really capitalized. And, and th- that's what they needed to. And they didn't against the Orioles, but they came back strong. And now, in a series against Houston, it was almost impossible that the Yankees weren't at least going to take two out of three against these guys in Yankee Stadium, especially with the fans going crazy. So the Yankees are in a much better spot than we talked about last time. And the worrying, I, I said it, I don't, I don't think we should have been having to necessarily worry about the Yankees. And I know, yes, they're only 16-16, and 16, but it's a long season, and they'll get it back going. Because look at their division right now. They're standing fourth place they're a half game behind Toronto who's 16 and 15 Tampa Bay's 18 and 16 and Boston's just off to an absurdly hot start 20 and 13 uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts do you think Boston's going to keep it going or? I, I, I think you're starting to see right now that the 
the wheels are starting to slow down a bit with yeah. this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Yankees are now right behind them. I, think, I believe they're about two and a half games out, maybe three in the standings. Three and a half, I believe. Three and a half. Yeah. And, you know, the, they haven't played each other yet. This is, and also we're in May right now. Exactly, but yeah. they, the, these two teams haven't played each other yet. Uh, when they do, it'll be electric. Uh, the And they don't play until June, which is really, really surprising. But the wheel is starting to spin off, especially you saw that in the Rangers series. But uh, it is what it is with, with this. The, the AL East is turning into a race as what we expected. A lot of good teams uh, competing for that top spot with the Yankees, I think, eventually prevailing. They're the hottest team in that division right now, winning seven of their last ten. And in those in that stretch, they've just dominated pretty much. But but what's really just amazing is how the Red Sox has prevailed this long. Their pitching has been good. Yeah, still the offense. Back. Here's the thing with them: the pitching starting to fall off right now a little bit. But the offense is still there for the Red Sox, and no one really ever questioned the Red Sox' ability to hit. So I, that's the only issue. And if the Yankees, if the Yankees, um. You know, continue at this pace they're at. Not necessarily like a seven-three pace, but I can't imagine the, the Red Sox not hitting a cold spot at one point this year. Yeah, they're young too, so I feel like it's bound to happen. It would be freakish if this young team, with good with AOK pitching, made it through the entire season, and won this division. I would be utterly shocked. I think it's a matter of time, and once the Yankees and Red Sox get to play each other, you know, come come midsummer. Um, there, it looks as if there's going to be a lot of fans at, in New York. I mean, those, those weekend series against Boston are going to turn pretty crazy, especially if Boston's performing the way they are. So, if anything, I think this is good for the Yankees because they're going to run into these guys, hopefully, when they're on their come down from this this wild hot streak right now. And they're going to be able to handle them and take the division. And that's what you got to hope if you're a Yankees fan. Up and down, though, their pitching has been solid, Steve. You're right. They've gotten a couple really good performances and other guys that kind of just holding down the fort because at the end of the day, they got some guys coming back. But we Severino, they're going to get another piece. and Severino's going to be a huge asset, especially Kluber yeah. heating up a little bit. I mean, I think today will be a big test for Kluber. The Yankees play the Nationals at 1 o'clock with Kluber expected to go in Scherzer. That should be an interesting uh, uh, matchup. The Yankees yeah. have fit Scherzer well in the past. Uh, last time they faced on opening day, the Yankees did really well. Uh, but, you know, with everything going on, with Kluber, you know, trying to click in these last two starts. It'll be interesting to see it because this, you know, one thing that uh, I noticed is that with Kluber, he had those two starts against two lower-end teams. So this is kind of a test, and that's our good team. They have a good lineup, a lot of lefties too. So we'll see how his movements on the pitches are. Yeah, I'm excited to see how he was because he was pretty filthy last week against the, I know it was against the Tigers, I believe, but still, he was really good. And that's a big sign because just imagine you got Kluber going. Oh, this this team would be absolutely gifted. And that was the attempt at bringing Kluber back. Can we kind of revive his career a little bit, get another season or two out of him, and make this worth it and win a championship, get a ring on our finger? And that was the that was the the whole goal and the reason of doing so. And the fact that it's, I mean, at least the last two starts have worked out. You get him going, a guy can sit in the middle of the rotation and be the third or fourth guy is just anything you could ask for if you're the Yankees. And it's huge. It's really huge. I'm, and the, another thing I want to mention with the Yankees is that the decision that they're going to split time with Gary Sanchez and Higashioka. This is this is a really interesting take. They're pretty much going, it seems like, every other day. They're rotating back and forth. I mean, Gary Sanchez did hit a home run last night. Maybe that will spark something. But 
we all now know Gary Sanchez is an all-or-nothing hitter, and it's pretty much being proven right now with his one-for-three outing with a home run. And he hasn't really made that big adjustment where I talk about putting your foot down, getting it timed right. He is only talking about how... He's only talking about how, like, with his fastball, he, he only has his foot prepared for the fastball. And anything that's faster than 95 miles per hour, Gary Sanchez is not going to catch up, which is a huge issue. It's, it's unbelievable that it's been like this for now two, almost three years, and he has not made an adjustment. Gary Sanchez has not been able to uh, realistically produce at the plate in two years, maybe even three if you're going to count back and rip him up in, 20, in 2019, maybe even 18. But it's been a nightmare for Gary Sanchez. And we talked about it last week. It's not impossible to make an adjustment, but you see hitters all the time. I want to look. I just want to talk about Michael Conforto for a second. When he came up, he had his bat leaning against his uh, shoulder, a big pull power hitter. And it, it was, he was really good when he came up, but when pitchers learned how to pitch to him, he struggled badly. So he cut down his swing, and now he keeps his hands close to the plate, not too big of a leg kick, and just kind of attacks the baseball really quickly. And Conforto is now a guy who can hit 300 and hit 330 home runs. He's very capable. You of. love just bringing the Mets to everything. I know, but, but I'm just saying that Gary can we go with, can we go with one time without the Mets? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I could bring up somewhere um, else. It's just that's the easiest comparison. I'm saying that know, there's, yeah, there's yeah, possible for it, adjustment. It, it. Don't worry. Don't he still worry. has it. I know. Come on. It's he last still show. has get some roasting in there. Yeah, I know. There's no. We can't. Max isn't here, so. Even though, How am I supposed to do this? Max, Max, where is Max? Max I need went to, to roast the, him. Max went <laughs> to the game and Jared Kalanick hit a home run. This is, and he was at the minor league game. I know. That's crazy. I mean, this. I mean, we need the Max dynamic in which I can roast him. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> so it only we, makes sense. It, uh, I mean, okay, whatever. Uh, another thing I want to talk about right now is yeah. Joe went to day to day. He's going to be pretty fine, it seems like. The That's MRI good. came back yeah. good. Miguel Andujar was called up after having a hot start in AAA, All but right. went 0 for 4 last night. I mean, you're talking about the former 2018 AL Rookie of the Year runner up, who I think should have won. Probably should have won Rookie of the Year. I, I, that topic is still sore. Yeah, that that didn't make sense. But I mean, look at Otani now. But still, you're right. Look at Otani now. Uh, but you know, at the time, there was really no reason for him to win it. Yeah, he Andujar played was significantly less up. game, and and Andujar led the league. I'm pretty sure in extra base hits. Yeah, and his average was <laughs> above 300 in his rookie <laughs> like, year. What? He was tearing it up. I'll, I, I'll never forget that. That was a cr- I, Usually, you look at the MLB awards, and you kind of know who's going to win half the time. And I really thought that Andujar was going to win that year. And they gave it to Otani. But, he did, I mean, he did struggle in the playoffs t- after. Yeah. But, so we'll see what, what dynamic is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also, Luke Voigt. Yeah, is he, looming, is he coming back? He's looming. He's having a really what good are, time in a rehab stint. So what is, uh, what's the deal with Luke Voigt? I think he's so coming back coming next off, week. He's coming off. Torn meniscus. Okay. And he's coming off... Uh, the, being the home run king in, in 2020. In a 60-game season. In a 60-game season. I, what, are our, what are our expectations for Voight? Uh, my expectation for Voight is not yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, is, is it vital I've, to have him back at first? I've been on the wave of, well, this is what I want the Yankees in the offseason, and I'm pretty sure I expressed this to you. Trade I want them to trade him yes. with the value high and we'll re-sign Didi, move Didi to short, Glaber to second, have LeMahieu your first baseman, and then Urshel at third. I was thinking that the Yankees should have because we are he's our, we are not we have plenty of all or nothing hitters at this point. Yeah, I don't uh, need another one like that. I agree, but I mean the fact that he's staying. I was saying something. Let me know if you would agree with this. I asked a couple Yankee friends friends in the off season. Would you trade Torres 
for Luis Castillo and like maybe like a couple no. pieces or something like that. If you know you're a hundred percent signing back Didi to play short, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I was told no by a bunch of Yankee fans, but I was saying absolutely. Didi, and I mean, obviously, it, it helps out that Torres is, hasn't even hit a home run yet this season, and he's struggling. He's turning around a little bit, but you know, yeah, I know it just hasn't. That heads up base running play, by the way, was ridiculous. Oh, I actually did not say no. Oh, when he took third and went home. Okay, yes. of course. He, he saw he, that he took was coming third and he knew he was fast. What was it? So it was a walk and he took second? And no, then... he, it was a base hit, so mm-hmm. he got the second. And no one covered third. It was at the shift. And then no one covered home. Yes. <laughs> well, insane. no. What happened was the pitcher wasn't really looking. They had the shift on, so the third uh-huh. baseman was covering second. And then the catcher was covering third. But he was running the catch, like so he was. He knew that third was open, and he saw Maldonado run third, try to catch yes, cover. Yes, but yes. then okay. he called him off balance and tried to go home. Such a strange play. I remember I, I, the SNY was even talking about it. What happened? It was uh, that, that was a crazy play. I mean, listen, Torres has got to get it going. I think he will. Uh, it, listen, I think it's been a lot of players are struggling tremendously early on this year, and I, I I don't fault any of them. Listen, this hasn't this they haven't played in front of fans in uh, two years. Some of these young guys, I mean, they got into the experience, they got it taken away from them really really quickly into their young MLB careers. So I'm not worried about a lot of these guys, people struggling. But listen, he's got to be able to turn it up. The Yankees need their shortstop playing better baseball. Yeah, we, we do. But speaking of shortstop, another one across the pond isn't doing too well right now. We'll talk about that <laughs> when we get back from break. Mets talk coming up after this here on VIC Radio. This is New York Take a Walk here on this Saturday morning right here. Make sure you stay tuned. VIC Radio. Hello. Hey, what's up? How are you? Good, good, you know. It's so typical of me to talk about No, like, no, tell me what you want to hear. That's why, you know, that's what radio DJs do. Take requests and, you know, are you, you're still talking, okay. Sounds good. We take requests. Call in at 607-274-1059 or tweet us at VIC Radio. Welcome back to New York Ticket Walk here on VIC Radio. This is Steve Durr alongside Ethan Birch. No, Max Sanzer because he stinks. Just kidding. We love Max. He's in Seattle. Can't be in studio. Last show of the semester. It's coming, it's coming to a close, Ethan. It's coming to a close. We're talking about New York baseball. We just talked about a little bit of the Yankees. We're going to go across the ponds. Not really the ponds. We'll go maybe across some co- body co- of water. Across a couple boroughs. I, I don't know what kind of rivers there. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what kind of body of water. But anyway, <laughs> this is in geography here. Uh, yeah, we, we clearly don't know geography. We know baseball, though. Well, we got, we're going to go to the Mets. I mentioned before break... Uh, you know, was Ethan tried to slander Glaber, and then I just immediately countered with his shortstop that's $300 million and not doing anything. Not doing anything? Not after last night. That is true. He had a big hit last night. He did uh, have a big hit. His first big hit with the Mets last night, two for five, with two RBIs. The Mets did defeat the Diamondbacks, five to four in extras. Anyway, the Mets right now, you know, as a whole, it's weird. They aren't clicking. It is very clear that they're not clicking. They're game back in first base, in first place of the of the NL East, and they are not playing well. And somehow 
they're winning games. Yeah, and- they're not dominating. They're getting a lot of like we talk about the game versus the Cardinals on Thursday. Like they had so many people left on base, and three of the four runs I believe were scored off of bases loaded yep. walks. Walks. Uh-huh. So essentially, that game should be going on right now, one to one. Well, I would have ended, but who knows in what direction? Exactly, I don't. But the only thing that's really carrying the Mets right now is their starting pitching. It's been phenomenal. I mean, Degrom is Degrom, not getting his run support. Yep. <laughs> he even missed the start this weekend. They still were able to. He did to... have to miss the bar- start. You know, yep. he has some lat inflammation. Hopefully, he's doing okay. But seems he's doing fine. Yeah, he's actually slated to start on Sunday. So slated to start on Sunday. You know, if he didn't get hurt, it would have been Harvey Degrom on Wednesday. And you know, I'm going on Wednesday to the game. I'm actually leaving uh, Ithaca on Monday. And my friend was like, yo, let's go to the game. It's a noon game, kind of cheapish ticket, so we're going. And Harvey happens to and be Harvey pitching. And Harvey just happens to be pitching. And has to be electric. That's his first time facing the Mets, yep. right? Yep, first time facing the Mets. I think that's crazy. How do you think that's going to go? Uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think definitely going to be more of a... Uh, do I, do I think they're going to be claps or boos? I think it's going to be a, a hard mix of both. But I know I'll be uh, clapping my hands at least for the first time he goes out there because of um, his... His heroics in 2015 until the ninth inning, obviously, but he was phenomenal, and he was—I'll never forget—I I watched. I was—he was one of the first All Stars that the Mets got when I was like, kind of getting into baseball. I mean, I know that was 2013, but like Matt Harvey, I really remember. So, kind of, kind of a crazy situation that he's slated to pitch against the Mets on Wednesday. But I want to talk about Lindor and last night, and yeah, what you said earlier. My bad. I want to talk about how the Mets are still 14 and 13 yet playing sluggish baseball. And I'm, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this, Steve. I think that's what's going to make the Mets so dangerous. That they're, when even, they're not hot right now. Their bats are barely connect, uh, clicking at all right now. Yet they're somehow winning games. And I think that's gonna, it's going to make them dangerous. Because when this team gets hot, how good are what's their what is this team ceiling when they get hot? Because you get a lot of games. And I want to swing back to game one against the Cardinals when Joey Lucchesi went out there and kind of got... Uh, shell sh- shelled in the first couple innings. Mets go down big time and kind of dig themselves in a hole too big to ke- uh, get themselves out of in a nine run- nine in a game. So what I'm saying is that come the end of May, the last week of May, due to a setback for Carrasco, Carrasco and Syndergaard are going to come back at really similar times. So mm. when the rotation is padded up, when you're not going to get games where Lucchesi is going to go out there and give up six runs in the first two innings. That's not going to happen anymore. It's gonna, there's going to be leeway for this Mets offense, and I think that's what's going to get them going. And something that's, re- that's what's really going to get them going is Lindor. And Lindor was able to be huge last night. Came up in the bottom of the seventh, batting righty, his natural side, and just smoked a game-tying two-run shot. Tied the game, bumping his, pumping his ch- uh, chest. It was a big, his big, first big moment as a Met. It was huge. And something about Lindor that if you don't watch him every day, you're not going to really understand, and that's just being a Mets fan, obviously. Although he does struggle at the plate, every single game he's making a web gem defensive play. He really is. Honestly, he's playing. He's really making up defensively. People just yeah. want his bat to pick it up because when you're paying someone three hundred million dollars, you got to do baseball right. very hard. We know the Yankees had that issue with Stan at first. Uh, he had a slow start in his first year of the contract. Ended up having a pretty solid year year after, not near the MVP numbers. And then obviously he's had it, injury issues, but this year he's living up to that money. Uh, deal. So that's a little bit of a comparison there. I know I compared Yankees and Mets here. We don't like to do that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. We're going, and uh, one thing I like about the Mets right now also is that their bullpen's pretty good. Yeah. And this is just compared uh-huh. to your past. Edwin Diaz did blow a save, and he also, but he was due. He also gave up a rock uh, against Struble Cabrera to lead off the top of the ninth. He's, he also, he's in that. a non save. 
Astrua Cabrera first pitch off Diaz lines a double, uh, well, single because Conforto threw out Cabrera at second base. A great defensive play because people have been talking, I mean, well deservingly talking about how bad the Mets' defense has been, but as of lately, this past week, they've been phenomenal defensively, in my opinion. It's It's been great. Yeah. It's finally, right? Um, and it's just, you know, Trevor May settled in well. You know what's really, really good? Uh, when Edwin Diaz blew that save, or or was close to blowing that save, uh, it was against the Cardinals, and Jairus Familia came in. That was against Philly. Oh, against the Philly, recent, that was Sunday, that was right? Sunday Night that Baseball. That was on Sunday Night oh, Baseball game. Phenomenal game. That was a really good move by Rojas. You know, Familia's, he's back. He's close back, but he's, 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 he's been good. I mean, that was a great sign on Sunday to see him do that. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, he's he's got a nice chunk. He's got eight innings pitched so far. Every single inning he's pitched has been realistically a tight situation. He struck out eight guys, averaging a strikeout an inning, an ERA of 1.13. The Mets have been producing. I mean, look at Aaron Loop, their offseason addition, their left-handed arm that people criticized heavily. I, I was a fan of it. I was like, listen, this is not going big with Brad Hand, obviously. Excuse me, but this is a solid move, and he has not. I'm not going to know what he has not allowed a run yet in 7.2 innings, nine strikeouts. He obviously throws from that really weird arm slot from a left side, like a, a sidearm type type of pitcher. It's not easy to hit, and he's been phenomenal. The Mets bullpen has been good, and they love that that guy Jacob Barnes. Obviously, he's been okay. He's gotten the job done, but yeah, May Miguel Castro Diaz, and they'll have Lugo coming back. There's, I'm, I'm really excited for what the, what's in store for the Mets. I think that they can be really good because they're not even playing great baseball and they're still a game above and one game back in the division. It's They really aren't, and it's so yeah. weird. They really aren't. You know, my housemate Dave always, he's very critical of the Mets. He always wish, he is very, very harsh on them. And he's saying this is and so annoying. He's frustrating. I'm like, you're winning. It's like, we're not playing well. Like, I, I excuse me, I, they promise you they're not playing well. And this is the walking brisk of the Cardinals. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that. I was like, we can't hit with the running scoring position. And then Dom hit that base. He's like, oh my, you see, finally. And like, mm-hmm. they left like, I, what did they leave? Like 10 people on base that game? Yeah, it was like more. It was unbelievable. And they still ended up somehow winning, which is just, they left. Oh, they left Taiwan Walker so far has been the steal. Oh my, are you kidding? He's something to talk about. Another one hit gem. One hit, seven innings, the only run unearned. So realistically, a seven seven shutout innings by Walker. He is just, oh, he's he's been insane. I mean, he's blowing David Peterson out of the water right now because the Mets are not going to go five-man rotation. I really just don't believe it because DeGrom needs to go every fifth day. And at this rate, Walker does too, and Stroman does too, and they're going to want Syndergaard and Carrasco doing the same. So the last the last spot's going to be Walker. It may even go down to Carrasco or Syndergaard. I mean, this guy's planted himself as someone who can be absurdly reliable. Obviously, he's got the uptake in fastball velocity this year, which has just been so crucial, pumping 97 for the first time I've seen him ever do it. it it's important how good he's been, and it's going to make some uh, moves really interesting. According to MLB, MLB experts... They say that this M- this NL East, because it's not only the Mets, it's all these teams. I mean, yes, the Phillies are hot right now, winning five straight. They're 18 and 15. Only The, only a game, the Mets are only a game back. I'll read the division quickly. Mets in second, 14-13. Miami, 15-16. Atlanta, 15-17. Washington, 13-15. Apparently, MLB, according to Matt Van Skirchen, who said this night baseball, MLB experts predict that this division is going to be like this until mid-June, July, before one team finally takes off. They think that everyone's really good in this division. They're all going to keep playing each other, and no one's just going to beat each other up. They're going to kind of just even split it out until June when we start kind of working out of the division more or less. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, they've played a lot of teams in the East already, it seems like. Yeah. I they mean, haven't the played the Marlins. Have, the yeah. Mets have yet to play the Marlins and the Braves. 
And the Braves. But they played they have played the Phillies and Nats a lot. Phillies a couple the times. The Phillies a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. And <sighs> let me listen. I'm excited to see Mets versus Dodgers. Mets versus – oh, I cannot wait for that because that's actually – I believe uh, – I'll, I'll take a peek at that, but I believe that's in September. Mm-hmm. I believe the Mets really? have the Dodgers coming to town in September. Uh, Yank, I mean, play the, they play the Yanks in September. Excuse me. So let's see when they got L- – they're going to L.A. in late August for a four-game set. And then they have Los Angeles coming to town. When do they got Los Angeles coming to town? Uh, I still don't even see it. Do they? Do they? Maybe not. They may not have them coming. To, oh no, the weekend before. So two weekends in a row against Los Angeles Dodgers. That is, yeah. Ooh, baby. Yep. And then that 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 should be interesting because I, I can't wait to see them play the Braves too because a lot of people are talking about obviously because the Mets had their new ownership and all this and there was really really high expectations so they're obviously not 100 percent living up to them as of right now but no one's I haven't heard too much banter about the Braves even though the Braves are 15 and 17 they even had a double header where they had only faced two pitchers they have been brutal I mean other than Ronald I mean Acuna has been good but. Ronald Acuna has been uh, phenomenal. He's been phenomenal, but that's it. They they have not. How are they not winning games? It's they're fifteen and seventeen. I, mean, I guess similar situation to the Mets, so close to just breaking through, but haven't yet. That's like the most insane part about what's going on. It do, it, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. I and mean, you know it's also the Mets usually at this time are usually really really bad, and then they're not. And, they never oh no no win no no, no, no excuse me. They're usually really really good right now, and then and they're then, usually bad. Yeah, by May June they come. May suck. June. So this is where the time. This is usually when they flip the switch a little bit. Yeah, they need into the bad direction. So I maybe know. they'll flip the switcher in the good direction because they really haven't played good baseball. And there's something about the Mets is they're 14 and 13 right now. I would say that in a in a normal season, the Mets are usually based on how they've played, they should be a six or seven win ball club right now. But the fact that they are taking these one, okay, I'll, I'll give them eight or nine. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I think it's uh, listen, they are taking they're winning one run games. They've won a couple of them over the past week, even last night. I mean, who in the world stepped up to the plate last night and hit the walk-off for the Mets? Uh, I'll say his name really quickly, Patrick Maziaka. He got, got a tiny call from the minors. Listen, J.D. Davis is down. Another back goes down. Come on up. We, need you to, we, may, we may need you off the bench. He steps up with the bases loaded. Two outs, two strikes in the bottom of the 10th with the winning run 90 feet away with, a one, with one out, and he just hits a dribbler. That's no, man, no man's land. Mets win one. Mets win by one run. The one run games are something that I'm so so psyched for because they never win one run games ever. If you look at it, teams who win one run games make the playoffs, and the Mets have just never done that over the past five years. So, winning those early and t- and because you look back on those too, you, you when you miss the playoffs by two and a half games, you go back. You're like, lost this one because we blew it. We blew it in the seventh inning, lost by one. Left two runners on here in the eighth inning, yeah. lost by one. I think those one-run games are season-changing. They really are. Yeah. And those are the games in years past the Mets lose. And they're not doing it right now. Exactly. <laughs> That's what's shocking. And they're 14-13. and 13. Usually Diaz comes in and, like, something crazy would happen. Yeah. That, uh, you know that one, you know, Edwin Diaz, you know, every reliever goes through a tough stretch. And we didn't talk about this before, by the way, and he, yeah. I deserve this credit, is that at Chapman – is an amazing right now. Chapman's I meant to talk about that in the last block, and I'm sorry that we had to do this no, block, but do we're, we're talking about closers. Chapman's been unreal. Yep. He's he's doing 102 again. And that splitter is amazing, and he literally is untouchable. He's on a mission. Listen, he's he's had some 
pretty, I mean, traumatizing moments on the mound over the past couple of years. <laughs> like, really, I mean, I'm being serious. The Cubs. The, the Cubs, uh, the Altuve home run last year, the Mike Rousseau home run. He's had some really bad moments, and I know that he came in working hard this year. Yeah, we He's gotta hungry. see. We gotta get to October. If the, Yan- the Yankees gotta clinch October first this year, you know, I'm not selling for everything. And now, and then we'll see how he performs there. But we'll be right back here on New York Take a Walk. When we return, we're gonna go a little bit of a general MLB overview. See what's popping around the league. Make sure to stay tuned right here, VIC Radio. This is New York Take a Walk. As the midterms roll by and the tests and quizzes pile up by the day, if you feel like you're a little in over your head. Consider finding yourself a free tutor and the Ithaca.edu slash tutoring page online, getting yourself matched up with someone in whatever classes you need, and working out times that fit around your schedule so that you can focus on your schoolwork. When the red flashing lights on a school bus come on and the stop sign comes out, you must stop. In New York State, you cannot move again until the red flashing lights go off and the stop sign is retracted, or until the driver or a traffic officer signals it is okay to pass. You must stop even on the opposite side of a divided highway. If you decide it's okay to risk a child's life and pass a stop school bus, you could face fines or even have your license revoked. Is it really worth it? Always obey the school bus stopping law in your state. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black At VIC, Lives the voice Matter. of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Welcome back. This is New York Take a Walk here on VIC Radio, the best of what's next. Alongside Ethan Birch, I'm Steve Durr. Final show of the semester. Final show of my career. We'll see. Uh, well, let's, we're going to go over some MLB. You know, let's give, let's, let's, let's give the Mariners a shout-out. They are still going strong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was about to say Max. <laughs> I was really about to say Max. I'm in Max's chair today. I'm board hopping. So, <laughs> I mean, they just beat the Rangers last night five to four in a thrilling game. It seemed like you know Max is just fired up as a whole, and I know he's really, really happy with his he's Mariners. Been, he's been at, he's been at almost all the games. He even witnessed John Means throw a no hitter against the hometown Seattle Mariners. So the one downside that they had is that they got no hit. But Steve, believe it or not, there's been four no hitters this year already. I mean, we're what, what is the date? It's May 8th, and we've seen four no-hitters in the first month of the season, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean for baseball? where I think it was like something with the innings. It was 34. Mm-hmm. There's been 34 starts this season already where it's been like no-hit after six. Or not no-hit, not no-hit. You think no it's hit. got Shut something out. to do with the, D- ju- the, dis- the D-juice of the baseballs? They have they yeah, said yeah, that yeah, they, yeah. And the home run numbers are down. The strikeout numbers are up. So, I mean, just something to think about. Because over the past couple of years, obviously, especially highlighted in 2019 by a home run festival. And now that you see ever a lot of players, and players are blaming it on the wind, that their balls don't carry over the fence as easy as they have over the past couple of years. But I just think that it's the baseballs at this point. They're not as juiced as they were in 2018 and 19 when people were hitting 
constantly 30 home runs a year. I mean, and that was, that was almost unacceptable. So I, I've, I've been enjoying baseball this year, and you can really see that the guys who are leading in home runs deserve to be leading in home runs. All of them are paid for the long ball, and they've done it. I mean, look at all the guys, Otani, J.D. Martinez, Stanton, uh, Acuna, all those guys who are elite at the top. Uh, Nicholas Castellanos is up there as well. Those are all power hitters. It's not like these guys. Someone's getting lucky and has eleven already, like we've seen in past years. So I like it. What do you What do you think? What do you think about it? I like it. I like it too. I like good pitching, honestly. Well, yeah. I, coming from a pitcher, my being a pitcher myself, I like pitching a lot. I like the art of pitching. I think it's a beautiful thing, and I like seeing pitchers successful. I like when pitchers dominate the hitters. And there's been too many long balls lately. Excuse me, too many long balls <coughs> lately, and. It's. I'm glad it's it's dying down a little bit. Still, obviously, a big impact, but you're seeing more great pitch performances. Another series I'm intrigued right now. Just talk about quickly. It's the Dodgers Angels this weekend. Last night, the Angels just went at the Dodgers, nine to two victory. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, maybe the uh, Dodgers are a little bit less of a juggernaut than we thought they were. Obviously, they lost some arms. They lost May, which was really disappointing. We saw, we saw some bad injuries, too, over the past couple of weeks. Luis Robert and Dustin May both go down for pretty much the season, at least May for the season. But, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers are vulnerable. So who's on the mound tonight for that? What, what we got? What we got? Let's check it out. So, oh, it's Kershaw Bundy tonight. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a you, good one. You know what's weird with this whole thing about the Angels is that they don't really tell you when Otani's pitching. I know. They kind of slide him in, like, oh, yeah, 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 he's going on the mound today. And he plays like, the what? <laughs> I mean, this guy is unbelievable. Fantasy baseball owners like it, and they don't like it because I know one of my, I forgot who, I think it was our friend Nick, Nick Arpino. Yes. He said that he has Otani, and he literally forgot to slide him in because they don't tell, usually, you know, on yeah. the ESPN app, they have like a P. <laughs> yes. They put the P in there when it's probable. Probably, and they yeah. don't do that for Otani because it just seems like they slide him in. You know what's really creative what the Angels are doing is that they're letting him hit when he's pitching now. I know. And, and they're batting him second. And he's had but two, it's risky. two times he's gone yard when he's pitching, starting. I know. It's really impressive. It's really, it's really. I think it, the thing is, yeah, yeah, oh, sorry. It's, <laughs> I just dropped my phone. Um, yeah, it's dangerous, but, but it's, what? he's dangerous when there's a right handed arm. Because he's got absurd power and he's a really good hitter for his right-handed arms. If also, left- I think it helps that it's a le- he's a lefty hitter. Do you yeah, think he does, did that purposely? It does big time. <laughs> yeah, it probably did do it. Because he's a right. Do you think he, he's like I want to hit too, so I'm gonna bat lefty? I mean, I really have it no makes, idea. I mean, it, just a if he was able to pick, which I wouldn't even put it past him, uh, maybe. But it helps him out a lot because I'm telling you, if he was a right-handed batter, I don't think he'd be hitting as much as he does. But the fact that he does, I mean, if they're facing a lefty, yes. But the fact that they face righties almost every night, it's impossible to not put him in the lineup. It, he's that good. Hitting, and when he's pitching, I mean, yes, he walks a lot of guys, but he has either he has a lot of walks and a lot of strikeouts, and not a lot of hits. Because the other night he had seven strikeouts through six innings, but walked six, but only gave up one hit because no one can hit him. His stuff is filthy. He throws over. He throws in triple digits. The problem is his command is a little bit off sometimes. Yeah, and that's why he walks six guys. <laughs> and that, that's the it's problem. It's pretty crazy. How it's do you walk weird, that many people? It's the weirdest thing I, I think any of us have ever seen. And, and like, yeah, it's going over a lot of our heads. But at the same time, just to even think about it right now is just kind of mesmerizing. You see the play he made when the comebacker, and he just kind of put his glove on it, popped up in the air, and caught it, and he caught a screaming line drive right yeah. back at him. And then he goes dead center the next inning. It, uh, it's yeah the talent the talent thing when you re- when you think about talent he's low key probably the greatest talent of all time it's got to be 
I mean, yeah, if you're right, overall talent, has there be, ever been a player who's done this before? I mean, yes, and it's only been a month because, but I think this is what the Angels waiting for. He came from Japan, and there, there was known arm issues. There was known issues that they knew they were probably going to eventually have to deal with. They dealt with them. He's had his surgeries, and he's healthy right now. He is healthy. And he's performing. And th- if he's this is the healthy the Otani, if this is a healthy Otani, and we can get a couple years of healthy Otani over the next decade in baseball. You think we can? I hope so. It's fun. It's fun, and it'll change the it'll change it for the Angels because, in my opinion, the Angels are much better than I thought. I, I kind of put it past them early on in this in well, this year. They're under. They've been cold lately. They are back under five hundred. Are they really? Yeah. No. No. They were cruising, and they just they're yeah, fourteen right, something they're 14 now. Lost in the AOS wow. after being in first. They also, need to the make A's a move for a pitcher. The A's were surging. What? They need to make a move for a pitcher. That's really what the issues are. Their lineup's good enough. They just pit, their pitching just horrendous. And, and, and Otani really isn't an ace. I'm sorry, he's just, because his no, command is just a not fun there arm to have. And he'll be he'll be de- he'll, he can go out there and toss ten strikeouts, but he can also go out there and walk ten guys. That's the problem. You don't know what you're getting out of him. You don't. And sometimes you'll strike out like twelve. Exactly. He's either ten, <laughs> ten Ks or ten walks. Or 10 sometimes he'll do walks. both. And sometimes he'll do both. And and that's what's crazy about it. But I'm telling you, hit, hitters don't hit him. Hitters don't hit him. He doesn't give up a lot of home runs. The he doesn't give up a lot of hits. He's got to throw in the zone. He just doesn't throw in the zone. You're right. Um, but, the, I mean, I think the Angels are close. They're close. They're we'll close. See. Trout needs to get in the playoffs. Do we have what's? Do you have a series besides that that you like sending out this weekend? I mean, yeah, let me check it out. Maybe Blue Jays Astros is a pretty good one to follow. A little Springer Astros kind of actually. Low key it's next week. Springer's back in Houston for the yeah, first I time. So, I mean, that, that'll be interesting. It's not like a huge, I don't think he has beef with them. Oh, not at all. I think that'd be cool for him. I honestly. think it's just the money yeah. thing. Yeah, it was he a wanted, money thing. I, maybe he wanted also to like, lead fre- a team. I think fresh start. He wanted to get out of there and kind of. He didn't want to get near the booing. Revive his uh, career a little bit. I mean, not that it needed to revive. It needed to revive because of all the slander. But <laughs> he needed a fresh start. I mean, uh, Stephen Matt's going the for Yankees, the Blue Jays. That, uh, the stadium was just unreal. Oh, Stephen Matt's, of course, naturally does well when he leaves Mets. It's a Mets curse. Yeah, he, uh, he, he's cooled off a little bit. But the Astros were filthy last night. Yuli Gurriel had four hits. They had a two-run shot. Correa also had a two-run shot. The Astros, I think, are still going to win that. I mean, it's them or the Angels for me in that AL. What are your thoughts on the AL West? I mean, it's going to be the Astros or the Angels. I don't think yeah. the A's are going to continue. I mean, the A's do this every year. Realistically, they'll probably make the playoffs and, and just prove everyone wrong the like they round. always do, and then they'll lose in the first round of the playoffs, and then yeah. nothing will change. They'll be they'll like, not, all right, they won't be good next year. Then I'm sure they'll, they'll the knock out a contender in the wild card and then bust in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> it's every year. It's literally <laughs> the theme. Same with the Twins. It's like insane. I mean, how are the Twins doing this year? The, the Twins are they're right there. They're, they are. Oh no! They're oh, they're twelve not right and nineteen. There. I'm thinking of Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland's <laughs> right Cleveland's, there. Cleveland's White Sox are in first. That's also an interesting situation because they all hate Larusa. It seems like I know. Well, and apparently they want to they want to bring Albert Pujols to Chicago. Why? Because Larusa and they have an, they need an extra bat because Robert went down. Yeah, but Robert plays center. Who are you going to slide? Listen, I, I said the same thing. This is just what I'm reading off of Twitter. I don't believe. Well, it. Like, what were they? Where were they put him? They want to use him as just a righty bat because they've, they've already filled up the outfield, I believe. He wants to start, I would imagine, right? No, I don't think he's starting anywhere. His numbers aren't good. I don't understand. Him and Miguel Cabrera should hang up the cleats because Cabrera's average is below 100. He's in the .0 something right now. And obviously he's going to have a start because they're order. paying him that much money. And Pujols in a very similar situation. Pujols can't provide. A winning ball club should not want him on their team right now. And yes, he's obviously, I have all the respect in the world for Pujols. He's one of the best baseball players to literally ever step on the dirt. But right now in his career, I don't know a team who would want him. 
other than for, I guess, the clout of having Albert Pujols as he kind of retires and ends his contract. But it's a lot of money for a guy who's not going to necessarily produce at the plate. And the Angels should have got rid of him, I think, a while ago. He was, this is, he, they weren't winning with him, with that, them paying him that much money. But the problem was, what are you going to do with him? So they're finally kind of cutting him. It's, it's sad, though. It's emotional. It's sad. It's a little emotional. It's, it he's is. Probably, he's arguably it's great, he's the great. greatest player of our generation. You're right. I mean, at I least hitter. In the, in the, or in the, in the earlier decade, the 00 to 09, Pujols was one of the best hitters of all time. He was absolutely mesmerizing to watch. I mean, his highlights are just absolute nukes. Three home runs in, in a World Series game. I mean, he's done it all, and playing for obviously a phenomenal franchise in the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, if anywhere, I think Pujols goes back to St. Louis. Maybe towards the end of the year, he takes a month, a couple months off, a couple weeks off, signs back with them, and is able to retire with St. Louis. That would be my. You now he goes back to St. Louis and just starts like tearing him. <laughs> he just starts going off, and the Cardinals go like, crazy. Ha- the like they go, and then he wins like World Series MVP. But there's no that. room for him. That, there's no room there's for him no there. He him. has to go back to the outfield where he first started. I know. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, because he used to play in left because field. They literally have probably arguably the best first baseman in baseball and arguably the best third baseman in baseball yeah, no, on their, their corners team. Are, their corners are a little busy right now. They're probably the two sec. best ones in the league. Listen, I don't think he's a terrible bat to have off the bench, but pinch early hitter. in the season when your bench size is hitter. limited, when your bench size is limited, you'd rather have the pitcher. I think so. September. I mean, I don't he's think they're going to expanding again. rosters this he's, year. Are they not doing? I don't think they're only going to like twenty eight. I think. Are they really? In I mean, September. I think they. It depends on the rules. I guess you're right. I, I don't think know. that's what it is this year. I mean, if they don't, he's, he's, the there's a chance team. he doesn't get back onto a team this year. Is all I'm saying. I think people will go after him because of money. I, th- I think without a doubt he'll play baseball this year again. But because of the money purposes, because you have Alec Pools in your team, you're going to sell tickets because every home run he hits from now on is historic, and. He's a great. It's for the last time you're ever going to get watch be able to watch Albert Pools. Albert Pools comes to town. Say he signs with the Cardinals. The Cardinals come to New York to go play the Mets and the Yankees. You're obviously going to want to go and watch Pujols play he, one last time. I don't think he's going to catch anyone else. I mean, he's trailing a Rod by 31 right now. He's yeah. not going to be able to catch anyone and how, else. What is he on the list? Uh he's fifth. He's fifth on the home run list. Wow. He's seven ahead of Willie Mays. No steroids. He's 31 behind a <laughs> Rod, and he's not going to catch up to Babe Ruth. Yeah. Or Hank Aaron. <laughs> They're in the seven. I don't think he reaches no, six seventy low key. It's padding on his uh it's padding on his thing. How, how, what is his number right now? Six sixty seven. Six sixty seven. I mean if he had enough in the tank to get to seven hundred, I think that'd be unbelievable. There's no way he has no way he gets there now. He's not even close. Wait, wait, what is he at? Six sixty seven. No, he's close. Oh, I'm saying he's, oh, yeah. I don't think yeah, like, for his career, physically no way. he would need two really good seasons. Jim told me low key six hundred twelve home runs. I feel like it's a very low key. Yeah, all, home run all, all right there. Match. I know. Uh, people don't talk about him a lot. I don't lot. think no one talks about him. I'm like, what? <sighs> it's crazy. I mean, I, you know, I watched a great documentary uh, recently. I watched it a couple times, actually. It's called Long Gone Summer on ESPN. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Oh, what, what a, that's, that's just such a, a reviving baseball in the 1900s. Bring crazy. back steroids. Bring no, back, <laughs> we pretty much had juice. The, juice. the baseballs were on steroids until this season. But I, I think it's brought a lot of better baseball as a whole. The beauty of it is I see it as baseball getting a lot more strategy-based, you know, not just depending on your best hitter to go up and hit a long ball in the set in the ninth inning because that's what it was over the past couple of years. A lot more of really situational baseball. The, 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 what are your thoughts on the extra inning rules, Steve? Do you Honestly, hate it anymore or you think it's okay, actually? It's weird. It's weird, but they don't have I, it in the playoffs, right? I like it not, not being in okay. the playoffs. Okay. I mean, I, I like it for the re- regular season, to be honest. I, and I hated it, but I'm going to admit I'm it more now. of a fan of the doubleheader rule, honestly. I, I really like the seven-inning doubleheaders. Really? 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of okay. that. Okay, uh, I don't know. I think it helps pitching so much. I think it's just an injury-saving thing. Yeah, because the, the, obviously the double nine innings were way too much, and those are just long days that just drain teams for weeks. I mean, those are you, you don't recover from that right away. Players are dragged out because of the tiredness of playing 18 innings in a row of baseball. That's a lot. Playing nine is a lot. But you're right. But I want to talk about the extra inning rule for a sec because I think that was a great rule and a great addition because it brings the intensity in the extra innings now. Automatic, intense, intense situations. And it's not like one team gets a better advantage. You're both getting the same thing. And at the rules that they made, you can kind of put whoever you want at second base through the extra inning rule. And once you get in, as long as they're on the bench, you can sub them in and put whoever you want there. So it, it kind of makes – it opens up jobs for guys who are really fast, especially in the play- – oh, well, they're not doing the playoffs, actually. But, I mean, it, it <laughs> there, goes there goes that. There goes that. There goes that but I mean, it, it makes sense, and it brings back strategy baseball. And I, I enjoy strat- the, the strategy part of baseball because you can bunt, you can bring in your contact hitter, and hope he just slaps one and moves the guy over to third. I mean, there's so many different ways to win a baseball game when it comes to extra innings. So I enjoy it. Yeah, I'd enjoy it too. Uh, well, we'll be right back here on VIC Radio. This is New York Take a Walk. When we come back, time for a little reflection and thoughts about our time here on VIC Radio. Make sure to stay tuned right here at VIC Radio. This is New York Take a Walk. La la la, I love to ride my bike so I can feel the wind through my hair. Hey kid, wear a helmet! No way, Grandpa, cause then I'd look like an idiot- ah! The majority of bicycle deaths are due to head injuries. Helmets reduce the odds of a head injury by 50%. Don't be a dummy, wear a helmet. I'm getting a catcher's mitt. I'm getting ice skates. I'm getting a jigsaw puzzle. I'm getting dying coral reefs. A blue bicycle. A walkie-talkie. I'm getting a severe drought. Cool black skateboard. I'm getting melted ice caps. A killer heat wave. A shrinking glacier. I'm getting a devastating flood. Adults are generous. We're even giving kids global warming. But it's not too late. We can still reduce greenhouse gas pollution. Go to fightglobalwarming.com. Brought to you by Environmental Defense, the Robertson Foundation, and the Ad Council. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We advocate for change. Black Lives Welcome back. This is New York Take a Walk here on VIC Radio alongside Ethan Birch. I'm Steve there, and the time is winding down here at my time at IC. Ethan, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know, Steve. Uh, I mean, first of all, if you don't mind me speaking first for a second. Of course. Um, I mean, I can't thank you enough, man. You, I was, I, I'll never forget that morning that I woke up for uh, club baseball tryouts, and I didn't really want to go, but my dad told me to go, and I was about to regret it. But it was one of the, I'll tell you right now, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made because, I mean, you brought me in with open arms, and, and then you asked me to be on your, your radio show. I couldn't even believe it. I called my mom as soon as time. I was like, Mom, I just got on a radio show with the senior and uh, uh i mean at that point a junior but one of the upperclassmen it was just unbelievable and this i every coming into the studio every every weekend doing this with you has been an absolute pleasure you and max have just been so good to me and i i just i can't thank you enough for what you've done to me steve it's yeah, just been such a great ride and i've yeah. had so much fun even when we were on zoom doing 30 minute episodes and it, it was it was even a drag and we didn't even really want to do it that much but we did it and we still had a, a blast that's what i was that's what i'll remember i really will yeah i mean i walked i came in freshman year i you know always had a passion for baseball i loved grew, baseball growing up and 
I'm like, you know what? There's not really a show where there's a Yankees and Mets. It's always mm-hmm. one or the other. I'm like, why don't we bring two in? And then I start with the podcast, and then I proposed the idea to uh, Lorenzo at the time, and he loved the idea. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me get two people who I know love baseball and can carry it, and I knew you were the perfect cho- op- perfect choice for that. And uh, Max was another choice that was just phenomenal. Uh, I also got to give shout-outs to Perry Falk, who was originally on my podcast a lot, Jordan Green, he also started off with me on that. Antonio did a phenomenal job with it as well, and he, and he got himself into baseball. Those three really did a great job for starting up New York Take a Walk, helped me out. It was just phenomenal. Book. But I couldn't even be where I am today without my family, you know. My dad, I got to thank you for always believing me. Let me follow my uh, dreams here. Uh, so I choked up a little bit. <laughs> anyway, uh, my mom gave me a chance, you know. You know, people aren't always like fully into the TV radio idea, but it's, they want me to go for it. It's good. Um, they, they watch every show. It means the world. Uh, or listen, excuse me. We have, um, you know, the Crane family. They always, Uncle Jim, always liking the show, always commenting. Got to give him a huge shout-out. And Steph does well. Kevin, always chiming in. What do you have to say? Brian and Jesse, two people who got me, uh, got me here where I am today. My grandma always supported me, Grandma Lucy. Grandma Wow Wow, always there. Always loving the show. Got to also give a big shout-out to the Marinos, especially Pop-Up, who's the reason why I love baseball. And I know he's listening. He, you know, He's the reason why I love baseball. He kept me going and brought me in the direction that I am today um, and trying to follow my dreams. Always critiquing me. But those are the people we want, Ethan. <laughs> oh, totally. And, I mean, your supporters are crucial. And Steve, I mean, you've, we, we, I mean, in the limited time we've had together because of COVID and stuff, and we did a lot. We did a basketball game once together. We did, a, we did a softball game last week on VIC. The week before, we did a lacrosse game. And I mean, it's it's crazy that um, what we've done in our limited time. We won some club baseball games together. I mean, it's it's Steve, you put together an absolute legacy here, man. <laughs> Were you the first ever, first ever men's basketball uh, coverage man? Correct. What, what was the title? The for what? The men's basketball. I was like their WICB like beat reporter. Yes, <laughs> I, probably the first one to ever do it. I assume they told yeah Lorenzo's like you you live with them you give them them and that, that leads yeah. me to my next people uh, Kyle Luca Cooper Brian Dave even Tanner who's at my house all the time. You guys are great supporters. You know you are you you crack jokes but you know whenever I send the link to listen you guys always listen it means the world. Duh. You know, Luca, especially, you know, you haven't been here long, but you're already a big brother of mine, Cooper, Brian, and Dave, and Kyle, you know, being in the house. You guys are phenomenal housemates, uh, always bantering, always talking about sports. This is all people who uh, shaped me who I am today. Uh, those are the first people. And then I have, you know, a whole list. You know, David West, my brother, helped me make uh, really just – bringing me the opportunity to know what it is to be a good human, uh, what it is to be a good friend, a brother, uh, George, Tony, uh, other 105, Shane, Vince, uh, John. You guys are always just great people, always supporting me with my, with whatever I want to do, always bring a smile on my face, uh, bring, it means the world to me. Sorry, I get a little choked up. It's just the time flies by really quick, mm-hmm. doesn't it? <laughs> it does, man. Of course. Uh, you know, Stefan always bring a jolly mood whenever. 
um, Maddie just uh, Maddie who basically lives in one of five as well you know always lining up keeping me calm uh, bringing in good mood uh, Connor always just chill time to hang out with and it's like the small things that make a huge difference mm-hmm. in who you are the people at Prospect Matt, Lila, Lucy, Emma uh, Haley uh, you you all uh bring a smile to my face every day uh treat me like family uh like a sis like brother sister relationship is just something i can't uh imagine uh, even my new besties courtney bell rachel alexa you guys all uh you guys all just bring positive attitudes bring smiles to the gate we all got close this past semester but it's the memories that uh, I will always think about, you know, with all the smiles, just happiness, hugs, and joys. People are pleasant. Julia, Juliet. Technically Beth, she lives there. Megan. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> you guys. You guys basically give me another home to just chill out the entire time. Uh, even shout out Julia knows how to calm me down and I get all anxious. It's just, <laughs> it's just a great zen dynamic. Um, even Sunshine gets a little shout out for, you know, being a puppy. Have you seen Sunshine before? No, I've not. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful dog. <laughs> you know, always. <laughs> oh, was it at the game actually? The game? It was. It yes. w- was at the game. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> From a distance. From a distance. Yeah. Uh, and even like that game, you know, yeah. it was unfortunate, but you know, seeing everyone there was just something unmatched. I that... couldn't believe it, Steve. I couldn't. It was crazy. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was something I'll never forget. Um, the mm. support I have. Uh, but. You know, all of you people are amazing. You uh, are the reason why I try to be the best pe- person I possibly can. <sighs> and it's just, it's just surreal how time flies by, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, I, I'm telling you right now. I've, I, when I, when you pitched and we were you're slated to pitch game two, the amount of support I've seen with people holding up your name on signs. What are the I I mean I would only thrive to be there at one point having that many friends and people that love and support you man I mean and it's well deserved uh, you you've done you've done so much for me man and I can't, I can't even believe it it's you, whatever anything I ever do I'll always, I'll never forget what you've done for me I can't even can't even put it into words you, you you set this opportunity for me we've worked together you've always helped me in any situation I've ever needed and I can't thank you for much and I'm excited because. I'm lucky enough where we're able to work together this summer and kind of hang out a little bit. I know you're gonna do our, great with Syracuse, and, and when, you know whenever we, our teams play, yeah, we'll be able to see each other hang that. out a bit. Yeah, and that, that, that's the beauty of it. But at, here at Ithaca College, I mean, we can only talk about it enough. But I mean, I've seen it. Steve has left a legacy here, and he's done, he reshaped club baseball. He reshaped a lot of things, and he's as I said, he's opened up the, the pathway for many people to succeed, and that's the that's the biggest part. And Steve, although you'll be leaving, you should be uh, smiling because of what you've done here in the past four years. And you got, I'm telling you, you got some bright years coming up here. This you said this is your last radio show. I'm I, I I'll put my bottom dollar that you'll be on the air eventually soon, soon. And I know it's tough. Listen, you may you, we watch and we have fun, but this is an absurdly hard, cutthroat industry to work in. And you're right. I mean, oh, yeah. and. It's 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 good. It's it's hard and it's not easy. But Steve's one of those guys where I, I believe it, man. I mean, and, and you've you've shown it to me. You know, I wake up. I just try to make an impact, a positive impact on everyone. That's the goal, and I try to achieve it. And 
sometimes you fail, but it's how you learn. You make up, you wake up, and make adjustments. And I learned a lot from you, Ethan. You know, you bring when I made New York take a walk. When I brought you one, I wanted to change. You know, a lot of these radio shows pretty serious. I wanted to loosen up again. That was my goal. Being in the radio department, you know, you see me at the radio meetings, just trying to make mm-hmm. a laugh. I'm just trying to. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, I think, you know, you know, it's hard because you know it's a career, but at the same time, you got to enjoy it and you got to have fun. You got to live in the moment, and that's what I try to bring into this radio department. Just loosen up a little bit, have a good time. Make jokes, but also when the time has come, you got to be ready to just flip the gear and go serious. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're able to find that happy medium, that happy balance, you are going to be set up for a long, successful career in this industry. Yeah. I mean, one of the first radio shows I did here, I was actually assistant producing for what you actually helped me out. I don't know if you remember, you gave me uh, Luke Bagoni and Lee Fulger's number, and I uh, was able to assist and produce for a semester. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that, yeah. And uh, their show was a little serious and like kind of just like talking about sports and not really much joking around. When I came here, we laughed, and yeah, we talked about sports, and we discussed a lot of great things, but we had fun. And you're right, and that, that's what set it up, because I do an, uh, now I do another radio show, secondary, and literally... I do what we do here. It's joking around and having fun, but when we needed to talk about it and we needed to debate, we do it. But it's you're right. It's the it's the fun energy of being here. It's not just coming here and doing work for an hour. It's coming here because you want to be here and really enjoying it and having fun. So, yeah. Well, my time is closed here. Maybe you guys see radio. One last time for Ethan Birch and Max Andrews in Seattle. I'm Steve Durr and New York. Take a walk.